When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. future we're talking real money well another opportunity for you to call and talk about money awaits right now all you have to do is pick up a phone give us a call at 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 it's free it's really easy and the stuff that we can talk about oh my gosh it's truly as varied as your life. So give us a holler, 855-935-TALK. If you're thinking about making an investment, you're trying to figure out what to do with one you have, you are looking forward to retirement, you can't figure out where the income's going to come from, you, uh, whatever, you'll think of something, give us a call. 855-935-TALK. I'm Don. Over there is Tom. And a lot of people have been thinking about using the free trading platforms that are out there now, or slices, or all these gimmicks. To invest when we've told you for a long time you really don't need any gimmicks, but one of the biggest gimmick places has been... Gimmick places. Yeah, it's not a very good name. Ah, uh, place called Robin Hood. Oh, we're doing Robin Hood again, huh? Yeah, where you would think they were taking from, you know, like the rich, like Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and giving it to Don and I, I guess, or something. Well, on a relative basis, absolutely. Uh, so, but okay, they're running around getting all of you to trade, right? That's their whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. And that you trade free, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah well, cost of this. yeah, um, you trade uh -huh. free on most things, but yeah, so this industry is rife with conflict. Robin Hood holds themselves out as the doer of good for everyone against, I guess, the rich people that own stocks, right? I, 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 the, the big say it any way you like. The big brokerage the big, firms. The, right. The big bad Morgan Stanley and Merrill, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Those guys. Those, the, the, the evil empire. But I hate to break it to you, but people are in this for a dollar. And it's more than a dollar, by the way. Robin Hood makes most of their money from options trading. Now, yeah. Don, tell us what options trading is. Oh, it's Okay. One, it's not investing. Let's just start right there. It has nothing. It doesn't even resemble investing. As a matter of fact, the thing it looks most like is um, gambling. You know, like, for example, say there was a football season and there were two teams. And you think that the Seattle Seahawks are going to beat the Los Angeles Rams. You can bet money on the Seahawks to win, and the Rams to lose. With options, you got two companies. You got, like, Apple and Microsoft. You could say, I'm going to bet that Apple is going to go up a lot over the next few months, and you can buy what is called a call option, where you pay a little bit of money, not a lot, just a little, and if Apple goes above a certain price, 
you get a bunch of additional money because you have the right then to buy Apple at the lower price and sell it at the higher price. So you can sell your option and make a big profit. If, on the other hand, you wanted to bet that Microsoft was going to go down, I'm just using these for examples. You could buy a put option on Microsoft, and if Microsoft fell more than a certain amount in a certain amount of time, you'd make money selling your put option or putting Microsoft stock to somebody else at that previously higher price and get a profit by doing that. But options expire at some point in the future worthless. You're not putting money in and can just wait it out. Because in a month or three or six or nine, that option, if it doesn't go your way, all that money you put down on the option, which is a fraction of what you would have spent on 100 shares of stock, just vanishes. What does that sound like? Hmm. I think there's a place you can go do that. You could still do it called a casino. Yeah, it sounds a lot like a casino because that's exactly what options trading is. They say it's a game of skill. <laughs> well, really? here's, here's the reason here's the reason that I raise this is because, again, Robin Hood holds themselves out as a doer of good to get everyone involved in investing. Ha ha. Because buying individual stocks, buying slices of stocks, getting involved in options is not investing. That purely is gambling. And they make it feel like we're really doing something good for people. They are for the people that own Robinhood, because in the second quarter, they're op sending you to do options trades. They made one hundred and eighty million dollars. How do they do that? They do that because the difference between the bid and the ask right in the mm -hmm. security in which they're having you bet on. And they get paid by other firms that hand those trades off. Correct. So they're, yep. they're getting a kickback of sort total conflict of interest not for you but for them you shouldn't be doing either and robin hood really shouldn't be asking you suggesting you do options trading as well they their their slogan is we're on a mission to democratize finance for all yeah that's they're yeah. on a mission to make themselves rich which is okay it's america just be honest tom and don are talking real money at Vestry, we want to help everyone reach the best financial future. That's why we offer free meetings with our advisors with no obligation and no sales pitch. Set up yours today at Vestry.com or call 800-386-3004. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Well, apparently, um, no one is going to call Tom today and make him feel better, so we're just going to talk. 855-935-TALK is the phone number if you change your mind and you feel like you have a question that you need to get answered about money, but if you don't, we, we, we rarely, I'm we good rarely, with abandonment. we rarely, look how people things. have left me. I mean, yeah, my you're wife, oh, gone. my daughter, gone. I mean, everybody, no, I figured so it I'm out really now. Sure. The reason no one's calling is your family left and you're sounding more pathetic and needy than usual. <laughs> I know. Worse oh, than you. This is really something. Oh, now I got it. Um, well, it's good news for you, Tom, is that yeah. Robin Hood needs you. They're probably not going to be looking to hire me after what I just said about well, them. Well, okay. change your name. Um, I, they, <laughs> I went to their page, their careers page, during the break. And did you know, do you know how many big, uh, uh, offices they have? They have five offices. Denver. Their main one is Menlo Park, California. Yeah, then they got one in, big one in Denver. Big one in Lake Mary, Florida, which is just up the road from me. 
Uh, South Lake, Texas, and Tempe, Arizona. I just like saying Tempe. So what are they doing? What what are they doing in those places? Lots of stuff apparently because they have a, over a hundred job openings. I mean, really, if you're looking for a job, holy cow, Tom! Here's one for you because you got yeah. you've got managerial experience. Uh, no, <laughs> registered customer experience manager. I'm not registered. They've got. I know that's the problem. Guess what you have to be to get that gig. <laughs> you got a one. Yeah. You've got to pass the series seven. And oh. then the Series 9. Those are hard tests. Oh, my gosh, yes. For all of you who don't know what we're talking about, stockbrokers have to pass a test called the Series 7. Um, I took it back in 1983. Yeah, and I remember the year because my daughter was born the following year, so I remember I was in training when she was conceived, so I kind of remember that. Um, that's what we're calling it? Yeah, that's what we're calling it. And that okay. was, back then, that was an eight-hour test. You sat for eight hours for it's that test. It's fairly complex. Today, I, you know, today it's it, yeah. two days. Two full two days. days? Two days. Wow. I remember in the middle of that test, we took it. It was in a locked room with a proctor. It was, And I remember about an hour and a half into the test, and you're sweating bullets. This is a hard test. A young woman in the back of the room screams no. at the top and of her lungs what? and throws the test. It was all paper back then. Throws the test into the into the air and runs out. Just screams. And now Not she's secretary of the treasury. She no. She's uh, she's a president of uh, Smith Barney. No, they don't exist <laughs> anymore. Like, That's <laughs> why I use that name, Smith Barney. They don't exist anymore. Yeah, good. Uh, good. But anyway, so there's yeah, some no, things that's, for that's you. That's not that's those are difficult tests. No question. Uh, wow, they stuff. do have a lot of jobs open, though. They must be doing very well if they can afford to uh, hire. Didn't I just say something about $180 million <laughs> I mean, on options trades in the last these, quarter? These are high-paying jobs. And the perks? Oh, my gosh. The perks are one. This is like working for Google or something. You get. Like what? You what? get. Free bananas? Premium medical, dental, and vision. You get yeah. catered meals. Paid for by the company. Okay. Wow. They pay for your commutes. They they give you parental leave. They uh, they got all kinds of stuff. Now I got to ask. I got to ask since they're the investment business. What is the match on the four hundred one k? I don't know that. Well, I'm just curious. I don't know, but they've got one. So and do they give you the secret trading probably, formula? How to get rich trading Hertz and Kodak? You, and you probably you could probably get to play options in your four hundred one k. No, that's illegal. Yeah, you can't play sense. options in a four hundred one k. You can't. No, it's not allowed. As a matter of fact, there are really, there are really strict fiduciary rules on four hundred one k's when you know compared to just brokerage accounts. So, well, okay, but so to go to take this one step further, how do you find conflict free advice? Funny, you should ask. I would, as a matter of fact, I was just talking to the same young woman who was a friend of my daughter's today about finding conflict. She goes, "Well, can I just go get any financial advisor?" And I went. No. One, you only have a few thousand bucks to your name. So you're going to get what you're going to get is a stock broker who's going to sell you whatever will make him or her the biggest commission. Uh, I said, you will find that somewhere around 99% of the people out there are providing conflicted advice. That makes it really hard. Yeah, it does. It makes it really hard. Okay, but that's not answering the question. No, no uh, because, well, you just hope for the best. You just, no. What you do is you you have to, 
You have to. Oh, oh, oh! That was the other thing I was going to mention. You know the uh, the new form CRS. The, I know the new form CRS. The series, the the, uh, the ADV Part Three. The CRS is something new that the Securities and Exchange Commission now requires anyone in the financial services business to provide. It's supposed to be a document that tells you what the conflicts of interest might be. It's a really horrible disclosure document. It's awful. It's worthless. It tells you, gives you questions. It says, ask your advisor these questions. And I just read a piece. I don't know if it was Kitsis or somebody else. There was a study done of brokerage firms since that thing was required in, what was it, March, April? Yes. Zero, zero firms reported anyone ever asking any of those questions. I had to answer what was the flying speed of a swallow, which I don't think I got right either, by the way. So pretty sure. <laughs> and and what, how many how many coconuts can I carry? And then <laughs> what my favorite color was, which I think I got wrong as well, which is really horrible. <laughs> no, but, but, but you see, uh, people no, don't. The idea was, OK, but you remember where this all that came from, right? This was the way they were going to eliminate conflicts clearly disclose the conflicts in our business. It didn't do any of that. Well, absolute joke. the point I'm getting at is that most Please people do. do not want to know. They don't. Oh, they'd rather just have their head buried in the sand and exactly. think it's going to be okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because like the rest of your life, this yeah, business it. is all about interpersonal relationships. It That's is true. not about what is best for your money. It is about working with the person that you think is just so nice. Folks, Bernie Madoff was the nicest old grandfatherly figure you'd ever want to invest with. He was so nice. Mark Dreyer, nice. They're all nice. Who's the guy who ran WorldCom? Uh, Wayne Ebers. Nice. I don't think was he nice? No, he wasn't. I don't think he was a nice guy at all. I think mean he, old had a, yeah, he was mean. <laughs> uh and he's probably meaner Sorry, now me. that he's been in no, he's is he no he's longer with us? Yeah, now. he's no longer yes. with us. Anyway, no, no, no. Here's the problem. When you go out to get financial advice, you try to get it from somebody you know or somebody who knows somebody you know, and they're so nice, but you do not know what they're doing to you. You don't Only, know. Okay, let's give a couple of guidelines. 100% always fiduciary. That's one. But they're going to lie to you. If then you, they if got, you're going to have them sign our form that says right. there always are. If you ask them that question, they're going to say, oh, of course, of course I'm a fiduciary. Well, they got to sign something that says they are. Yeah, a, a, they will. Oh, oh, if, if they're a registered investment advisor always, then they are. But if they're duly registered that's where the conflict comes. And one of the number ways, two. Wait, there's a number way. Number two. Can, I was just going to say you got to use index or index like mutual. Funds right, but, but let me go back that's to it. finding the right person. If you go to the website of the firm and you usually can scroll to the bottom of the page, if it says member Finra, Finra, they are not always required to act as a fiduciary. It means they're also a broker. They're duly registered. And we'll have more tips after this. Don are talking real money. If you're sick of your self-interested financial advisor and are looking for a 100% fiduciary low-fee investment advisor, call my firm, Vestry, at 800-386-3004 or visit us at vestry.com. 
your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And again, our number is 855-935-8255. More tips for finding the right financial advice coming up. But right now, somebody called. Gail, welcome to Talking Real Money. <laughs> Hi, hey Gail. There. Hi, Gail. I, hey. I had to laugh in my car. You guys used to need those. Can you hear me okay? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. When you used the initial CRS, I almost had a cow. Why? You don't know what that means? Can't remember. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That is beautiful, Gail. I had never heard that until this moment. That's beautiful. I love that. I love it. During the seventies, and I know we use that phrase all the time. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I was a teenager in the seventies too, but my Me my too. click was too stupid to figure that out. That's <laughs> funny. That yeah. CRS, yeah, good. I love yeah. it. Perfect. So all right. That, you know, if that's a government term, that fits great. Yep, it pretty much does. <laughs> That's that we form. Can't thank you enough for pointing that out. Thank you. Thanks so much, well, Gail. Take I care. Had to, I had to make the comment before I asked my question. <laughs> oh, you got a question too? Even better. Go ahead. Go. I have. I have two. The first question is: I was basically laughed at when I asked if I could refinance the remainder of my mortgage because they don't want to talk to you if you only owe forty thousand dollars. No, they don't. It's not worth not enough money. No, nope. because that's nope, a luxury. That's a luxury car loan for most people. <laughs> but but let me tell you a little trick. If you have the income to support a bigger refi, you refinance a whole bunch of it, and then well, you have a mortgage yeah. with no early withdrawal, and you just pay it off. Well, I think what I'm just going to do is I'm going to just start doubling up my pay- monthly payment on the principal, pay it off early. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Either way. I'm paying liquidity otherwise in retirement. Yeah, yeah. But do remember, Gail, the money in your house is illiquid. Money outside of your house is there for an emergency. But having it in your house can be a real pain. As you know, if you want to take $20,000 out of your paid-for house, nobody wants to lend it to you. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of laughed at me. I called a couple places. No, I really, I, I would. Do you have plenty of liquidity in your life? Yeah, I do. That was my next okay. question. All right, all right. Yeah, then, then that's fine. Go ahead and pay it off. I mean, that's the problem we see people. No, no, I'm oftentimes pay paying off the house and they have any way to get money. Gonna, I'm not going to pay it off, but I, I think I'll just start doubling up on my principal and pay it off early. But Tom does that, question. so he can't complain too much. Nope. Yeah, I'm, I'm nope. very sure my goal. that way. Me so too. my, my what other else? question is, I do have uh, fifty grand sitting in a savings account, which is pretty silly. Mm-hmm. And uh, but what's it for, Gail? What's it for? Emergencies. Then it's not silly. You just want a slightly higher yield. So, do you recommend money market or CDs? For neither. Yeah, neither. For an emergency, not playing twenty questions. Go ahead, Don. For, give for, me yours. For emergency mine. money, I I like making sure it's there. It's immediately liquid and it doesn't fluctuate much. Um, so I suggest going to someplace like Bankrate.com, where you can find 
Uh, right now, you can get a savings account at an online bank, one of the big online banks like Citi. Citi is a big bank, Citigroup. Um, and they're paying 1.05% with no minimum. If you go to bank rate and you type in, what is the, is that the high yield savings? It's under banking, and you just type in savings accounts, and it'll show you the highest yielding savings accounts. And 1.05 for money that's immediately liquid and 100% guaranteed by the FDIC, that's awesome. You want to do a little more adventure, maybe split it between the two. You could use the Vanguard short-term investment grade bond fund. That's still yielding over two, as Don points out. There's some volatility because sometimes it looks like those corporations may have an issue. They've never not paid you back, but they there's volatility. So the VF, I think it's VFSTX is another place that, uh, again, the yield is a little bit higher, taking a little more risk, but it's been pretty solid for a very long time. Well, and there's also the VBIRX, which is the Vanguard Short-Term yeah. Bond Index, um, which is a mix of government and... And uh, corporate paper, and that's yielding too. Sure. So that's not bad either. There you go. All right. A little more. You take a little more risk. Thanks, Thanks you. Gail. Thanks, Thanks for the help uh, on the CRS. And you know, too. sometimes I have a problem. <laughs> sometimes I'm real CRS. So exactly. And uh, like, kind of like after the show, that's probably what I'm going to do all weekend. Eight five five nine three five. Talk. Give us a call. It's free. It's really easy, and uh, it's your life. So it's probably pretty important. Tom and Don are talking real money. Did you know I wrote a book? Yeah, about 10 years ago, I wrote a book about investing. Financial physics, with an F, how money and investing really work. It's a short read. It's a really easy read because, well, as you know, investing is way too easy to be this complicated. And it's been on sale for a long time at Amazon. I updated it in 2018 to a new version. But if you don't want to buy it, you can go buy it at Amazon. It's 10 bucks. But if you don't want to buy it, if you want it free, well you can get it free two ways. One, you can get a PDF copy by going to TalkingRealMoney.com slash free. TalkingRealMoney.com slash free. If you don't put in the slash free, you can't find it. The other way is if you have an iDevice, like an iPhone or an iPad or a Mac, you can go get an interactive version of the book, a special edition that I made that's actually interactive, that's got videos and motion and things going on. And that's also free. Just look for Financial Physics, F-Y-S-I-C-S in the Apple Bookstore or Apple Books or whatever they call it now. Or go to TalkingRealMoney.com slash free. TalkingRealMoney.com slash free. And I guarantee you'll enjoy the PDF or the iBook or your money back. Check it out. TalkingRealMoney.com slash free. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. You know what they say. Better late than never. 855-935-TALK. That's oh, you're referring. We still have, referring to the we still have a calls, half an hour. A lot of calls now. We got a half an I hour. I thought they were going to say, they like me. They really like me. Nah. Something more like that. No, I'm not going to say. About you? About you? No. <laughs> we can leave that out Chand- of the script. Chandler, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hello. How's it going? How are you guys doing? Good, Chandler. Good. How are you? Awesome. Um. I'm good. I'm a younger guy. I know you guys get a lot of uh, older, more experienced people, but I'm under 30, and I got a couple of questions for you. The first one's about retirement. Um, In my uh, IRA, I have uh, about 70% of my money in the Vanguard 2060 retirement fund, 
but I got a little bit of nervous when uh, the market went south there, and I took a decent chunk out and put it into a bond index international fund for Vanguard. Chandler, Chandler, um, Chandler, 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 Chandler. What's your Chandler. question? I know what his question is. <laughs> it Go ahead. Like you already answered it. Um, <laughs> you know, I was just trying to, mm. uh, to avoid the uh, the missing the major slump there because I lost, you know, a couple thousand dollars. And for yep. me, that was a lot. Did they call you and tell you when it was going to go so, back up? Did they Did they give you a ring and say, go ahead, put it back in? <laughs> no, Chandler, no, they didn't. Chandler, so Chandler. I guess my question was, mm. it was to make sure, because I realized my mistake now, that that Vanguard 2060 fund is well diversified enough across the bond market and stocks to put all my money there. Well, well it's one, not very many bonds. It doesn't, it? Right. It doesn't have very have much in the way of bonds. Bond. It's going to be a small bond portfolio. But Chandler, here's what you need to realize. Okay. You're putting money into this regularly, right? Yes. Chan. Okay. So when the market goes down, you actually being younger, you need to, you need to be happy. Every time the market goes down, when it goes down a bunch, instead of taking money out, Pour all you can in. Well, this is to be it, remember clear, this whole expression: buy low and before it went down. Yeah, yeah, but uh, there's no way you're going to do. You. Yeah, go ahead. So I get what you're saying. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be able to time everything and never. You know, just, uh, you know yep. Um, next question: I am saving some money for a down payment on a house. And I've decided to be a little bit more risky with this. And I've made over the past three months about $1,000 on various ETFs and uh, investing through Vanguard that way. Um, similar mm-hmm. question. Do you have a ETF or a fund that you would suggest for someone that's willing to accept a little bit of risk? But, uh, you know, I don't want to risk the whole pie. For uh, What's the time, what's, what's the time frame? What's the time frame on, you, on needing the down payment? Uh, so I'm in the real estate business, and it, it's pretty flexible. I'll just say that. I would say somewhere between a year and five. Ooh, that keeps it more hurting, conservative. You're hurting my neck, shaking it back and forth, saying no, no, no. Tom's turned robotic on us again, so um, I'm going to say no, no, no for for him. Uh, here's what, you're, you're kind of getting this backwards. The IRA money should be money with which you take Tons of risk, because at your age, that money is some of that money is going to be there for 50 years. Some of that money is going to be there for 50 years. So it has time for the market to do its dumbness, its short term dumbness, but its long term wonderfulness. On the other hand, one to five years, you we can have a stock market that plunges without warning, without warning and stays down for five years. It's happened before. It can happen again, and that will threaten your ability to buy that house. So you need to be more conservative, not less, with the down payment money for the house. It won't grow as fast, absolutely, positively not, but you should probably have this money invested in such a way that if the market goes down 50%, which an aggressive portfolio can do, you aren't tempted to panic. And we already know you're like everybody else on the planet. You're tempted to panic. So that money needs to be far, far more conservative, Chandler, okay? 
Like a uh, high interest savings account that you were referring to for the previous. No, time. you could be a little more aggressive than that. I would say you could probably even split it between something like the Vanguard Total Bond Index and maybe the Total Stock Index, but make it closer to seventy in bonds and thirty in stocks, so that it does. And look at it as one portfolio, not two pieces, so that it doesn't scare you when the stock part goes down. But I think you you could be that kind of aggressive for five years at your age. Tom and Don are talking real money. At Vestry, we want to help everyone reach the best financial future. That's why we offer free meetings with our advisors with no obligation and no sales pitch. Set up yours today at Vestry.com or call 800-386-3004. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hello and welcome back to our little get-together. I'm Don. That's Tom. I'm Tom. Thank you. I'm Don. That's Tom. Didn't I say Tom? Perfect. Yeah. I don't know. I'm starting to doubt myself because I have CRS. 855-935-TALK is our number. Really appreciate that call. That was really 855-935-8255. You can call that number 24 hours a day, too. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And leave a question for the podcasts. Uh, Patty, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, I have a question hey. about a variable life insurance policy that I have. Okay. Um, it is, I, I bought it in 2002 um, with an initial face value of like 350000 and and in, another writer for three hundred, and then invested 140000 at that point. Um, mm-hmm. We don't need the insurance anymore, or the, the life insurance policy, and I'm trying to find... Is there something I can do? I have about a surrender value of 400000 in there. And when it was initially sold to us, it was sold saying, hey, this is great. When you take the money out, it's tax-free. It's, you no, it's not. worry about it. Yeah, well, I've discovered that. Um, yeah. So, you know, I said, well, gosh, I'm paying $1,200 a year now for this policy. Um, uh-huh. Is there anything I can do better? No. Well, you can do things that are better, yeah. Uh, So the four hundred thousand is what you could get if you liquidated today, correct? Correct. That's a surrender. Yeah, I I, I take the money. I take the money and run. Especially if I didn't need the insurance. Yeah. Well, the we're uh, you know the problem is we're in a high tax bracket. And so, uh, yeah, but you're not going to. A lot of it's going to be return of principal. Some of it's going to be your principal coming back your way. How much did you yeah, put so into cost, it over the years? The cost basis was 140. Oh, that was it. You put 140 in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, what uh, could she go? Could she do a 10? Which is the no 1035? 1030, yeah, move that over to another about a 1035 product. Exchange and move it into a an, another insurance annuity product. That yeah, but um, you don't want to do that. Back what? Huh, who's the company it's with? It's with Nationwide. Yeah, see, Nationwide, you're going to be dealing with commission salespeople. You could do, there are some no-load Yeah, we've done this. insurance products. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking Jefferson Life. Don't they have no-load? the other ones. It's not coming off the top of my head. Uh, but, yeah, maybe a 1035 makes sense for some of this uh, because that gives you the opportunity to do some tax planning or the other thing you can do is start taking partial withdrawals distributions. So sit down with your CPA and make sure that you don't get kicked into a bracket, higher bracket, because eventually you got to take it out anyway and pay taxes on it. You're going to have to. Right. 
So you might as well start the process while you can plan for it. So sit down with your accountant and say, okay, how much can we take out in 2020 without kicking us into a higher bracket? And who are the educational people that, that have that all the insurance stuff? I'm forgetting their name right now. I thought you'd remember them, Don. Anyway. I know. Uh, anyway, they, they, they have some no-load, no-commission insurance products like this that you could do the exchange on, and they're a lot less expensive than where you are today. That's what we're really looking for. Move the money over, yeah. not take it out and pay the tax. I'm trying to, but I'm trying to remember the name of them. Uh, you Tia. know, actually, Tia. yeah, no, 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 I wouldn't Tia go through them. Some- actually, right now, I just was reading <laughs> Schwab does 1035 exchanges into no-load um, uh, annuities and insurance products. So she might want to get in touch with Schwab because we know they do no-loads. Vanguard also used to. I don't know if they still do. Uh, T. Rowe Price also does some. So you might check with those guys. Okay. So um, one, one question I had is with this product, are the life insurance products typically um, LIFO or FILO? Like last, I mean, do you have oh, to FIFO, You on? mean first in, FIFO first out? for sure. First in or last in? Yeah. Um, actually, no. I can't. I can't swear to that. I can't swear to that. I think it's it's proportional, but I'm not a hundred percent because I'm not an accountant. But I seem to remember something about proportional. Um, you might again. This is a question that would really, 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 really need to be asked of your accountant because there's some personal things that also have to fall into that. But uh, either do a 1035 with some the, one of the groups that is doing. The cheap 1035s, Vanguard, Schwab, T. Rowe Price, some of those guys, the no-load mutual fund companies or the discount brokers, and uh, or look into doing a, uh, a slow, gradual withdrawal. Thanks for the call. And we've got to sneak one more in here before the break. Brian, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, good, good. Brian, what's good. up? Oh, yeah, not much. Just had two, uh, I guess, quick questions. I guess the one that's... Uh, more interesting will be about my own retirement. Uh, like a previous caller, I'm in the under 30 bracket. So my question is, is if I should stick with my employer's retirement plan or if I should try to shop around for my for another one for myself? Well, do you, we're going to stop you there. Do you get a match from your employer? I do get a match. Well, at the very least, I would save up to the match to get that free money. And then what you're saying is maybe yeah. go have an IRA outside of that? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so some of this comes down to a question of what the, the, the expenses of the 401K, the asset allocation, the funds that are available. So the only reason I would ever tell people to go do, for example, you could go do a Roth IRA depending on your, your earned income, fam, uh, your household income. Then, then you could do pre-tax in your employer plan, post-tax Roth IRA outside of that. Um, but otherwise, I, if the retirement plan is decent, costs are low, the asset allocation, the funds available are good, I don't see any reason to go outside of that plan. And you might want to take a look at our 401411.com website to see how to allocate uh, and look and see if it's yours is one of them where we think it's really well covered, too. Okay. We look at a lot of local, lot of local ones. All right, thanks so much, Tom. I have the answer to the LIFO FIFO question. Oh, and yes. by the way, for all of you who don't know what the heck we're talking about, Life FIFO <laughs> is these are tax rules. First in, first out. The IR, you can, which means you, you can choose generally with capital gains, 
uh, to choose whether the first money in is the first money out so that you don't get taxed or you get taxed more on the early stuff or the later yep. stuff. But with an annuity, it's LIFO. Last in, first out. And Which that and withdrawals from an annuity, the owner is taxed on all of the payment on the on earnings until they've completely been distributed. Then whatever is left is tax free. The only time it's tax free is when you borrow against the policy, correct? And that's and that's just a loan. That yeah, is right. just and a loan. Gotta, it's kind of a silly It's a loan if gimmick. The, if the policy ever lapses for lack of payment, you say, I don't want the insurance anymore, then the loans then, become immediately due and payable and taxable. Um, and uh, But so with with yours, anything you take out for the first few years is going to be out of the money you made. So that's She's going to want to do the exchange. Makes way more sense. Either that or a slow, dripping withdrawal. Take out the 10% a year. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. If she has any surrender yeah. charges left, 10% a year would Correct. be really smart. So yep, that's, yep. that's a really good idea. But, yeah, it is the uh, the LIFO, not the FIFO. Found the answer. It's never come up. It, no, literally, that never came up. I don't think it ever 35 has. 35 years of talking to people about money on the radio. Yeah, good to know. Hey, thanks for being a part of the show. We're going to be back in just a minute with a little bit more. You can call anytime, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Remember, we've got a podcast Five times a week, usually. Four or five times a week, at least. And you can find those on your favorite podcast service. It's called Talking Real Money. Tom and Don are talking real money. If you're sick of your self-interested financial advisor and are looking for a 100% fiduciary, low-fee investment advisor, call my firm, Vestry, at 800-386-3004 or visit us at vestry.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And Wednesday, we have a free online class coming up hosted by Tom and attorney Rick Gregorick. I'll be the moderator. And it's called Retirement and Beyond Critical Financial and Legal Steps for Life and Death. I know you got a plan for death, too. So uh, you want to be a part of it. You just go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Click on the events button right up there at the top or click on the guy at the chalkboard. You'll see him. When you go there, got a lot of pictures, so it makes it easy to figure out what you're going for. And uh, just sign up for it. It's free. It's on Wednesday, the 26th at 8 a.m. Pacific time. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy. <laughs>